0: I feel a sneeze coming on. Hello, and welcome to another episode of We Don't Wanna. This is the podcast where we really don't want to. In every single episode, we'll be taking a very reluctant journey through a series that one of us loves, and the other, well... I guess that's where the reluctancy comes in, Scott. How you doing today, man? Zach, I gotta tell
1: you, I'm I'm kind of terrible. I'm ha- I have a huge, huge problem. What is that? I I I, I started to enjoy Harry Potter. Oh. And I, I don't even want to admit that to you.
0: Oh my god. <laughs> man, I've gotta say, dude, I was not expecting that.
1: I, you know what, I feel like it's a temporary thing for now, it's just a phase, it'll pass, I'm not worried about it.
0: Sure. I'm a little worried about it.
1: So. <laughs> How you doing,
0: buddy? Man, I, man I, I'm doing really good, man, Um, and I'm actually doing pretty fantastic now hearing that, you have no idea.
1: Yeah, I figured that would really uh, help you get your jollies off, so to speak, <laughs> uh, that's why I didn't even want to admit it to you, but... You know what? Like I said, I am nothing if not uh, honest and impartial about my feelings, so what are you going to do? You know
0: what, man? You're taking the real high road on this fucking podcast, but every single time we've ever talked about this, not on the pod, you're a real dickbag about this kind of shit. So I mean, (laughs) that's fair,
1: but also I'm a real dickbag about everything, so... You can't say it's, like, exclusive. I. You can't say I have a vendetta against Harry Potter specifically. I have a vendetta against
0: everything that I don't like. So, you know, that's, that's just the way that goes. Definitely. Well, listen, uh, I want to jump into this thing. Uh, but before we do, a very quick note for our listeners. Uh, we did this at the end of the last episode. But I just wanted to squeeze this in here now that we are live. If you guys could please subscribe on your favorite podcast listening app it does go a long way for a new podcast like ours and uh something else that can really really help us out is uh share the podcast with a friend or family member that you think might get a kick out of this kind of ridiculous banter um and ratings also go a, a long way so you know anything you guys can do to help it it does it does really really help us out and we greatly appreciate it so now back to the pod so yeah man we're just gonna jump
1: right in here uh we are, of course, finishing off the last four chapters of Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets, the second book. These, uh, I gotta say, a lot happens in these last four chapters. They are they are dense. Uh, things pick up pretty quickly, and they just keep on rolling. I, I think they started to really pick up in like uh, chapter fourteen, I believe it was. We had the whole thing with where we last left off last time, uh, <laughs> with uh, you know. Them going to Hagrid's hut. Them coming to take Kragger away to Azkaban, and then Dumble getting suspended, and all that. Uh, so yeah, we're gonna jump right in here. I got a lot of notes to get through, Zach, and I'm I'm interested
0: for your feedback here on on some of the stuff going on. Yeah, man. Listen, I I'm excited to hear it. So uh, so we are starting. off. So what was the last thing that happened?
1: The last thing that happened was. They left Dumble and Hagrid left with Corny Fudge and Lucius <laughs> and uh, Hagrid basically announced to the room like, you'll just have to follow the spiders. And that's right. That's right. That's right. That's, that's right. That's basically where we left. Yeah. That was I, the I, I
0: was excited for you to kind of get going through this um, there. You know, there, there's not a whole lot. There's not as much of like the whole power play type of dynamic thing. Uh, as you know, our, some of our favorite series, like Game of Thrones and stuff that just, I know that you love. Right. Uh, but I was excited for you to see a little bit more depth and, and, uh, and character and, and just kind of back and forth, like Dumbledore getting forced out of the school, sure. you know, and, and just those little things that I guess kind of make the world a little bit more believable. Sure. Um, so yeah, I, I was, uh, I was very excited for that, um, Heck yeah, man. Well, let, let let's get into this thing. It's yeah, just
1: real quick. It's interesting you bring up the the like kind of the power dynamics and the political aspects because I I do I do want to bring that up in my final thoughts when we get to the end. So, you you know me too well. Let's <laughs> we'll we'll talk about that. Uh, so yeah, okay. chapter fifteen. Malfoy is mouthing off in potions about how great it is that Dumble is gone. He tells Snape that he should apply for the job. Snape kind of smiles about it, but he says that Dumble has only been suspended and is sure he'll be back soon. I think I had a question about this last time where I was like, well, they say suspended, but then it kind of seemed like they were just fully firing him and I didn't know what it was, so this kind of confirmed, hey, he's only suspended, I guess, for now. Um, Malfoy says that the Mudbloods are going to die and wishes that Granger got killed, That motherfucker. He's a yeah.
0: real prick. How dare he, he say that He's about? a real sack of shit, man. He's a real
1: sack of shit. Is that what you just said? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Hermione's awesome. How dare he? Uh, they do say here, though, that there has been no attacks in several weeks, which is like a little surprising because it's like even Corny Fudge made a big deal about oh, with Dumble gone, who will protect the students, and I kind of expected that to be the case, but then- Yeah, double leaves and nothing happens for a while. Um, So the Hufflepuff fucker, uh, the fat guy, he apologizes to Harry for suspecting him, and now he thinks that it's Draco that's Slytherin's heir. And Harry says no, and then he spots some spiders. Um, (laughs) That's just how my note goes. (laughs) It's very just succinct here. (laughs) So... Because I think him and Ron were looking for spiders for several weeks, and they couldn't find any to follow or something like that. Right. But then Harry sees the spiders. Uh, So they follow the spiders that night into the forest. They take Fang, and they get in real deep, and they get jumped by something horrible. It's the goddamn flying car (laughs) that Ron says, quote, has been turned wild by the forest.
0: Yeah. Yep, that's a thing that happens. Fucking hell, man. I think, man, I, I feel like when we were back in those early chapters, I may have let it slip. I think I think I was able to recover it. But I, I may have said something to the extent of like, well, if you don't like the car, just wait. Yeah. You know? <laughs> I think you did say something fact. Not that I would
1: remember, but this car at this point, my next note just says this car had better be crucially important to this story. <laughs> Spoiler alert. I'm at the end of the book now. It's not. It does one thing which I suppose <laughs> you could argue is crucially important to the story, but this literally could have happened a million different ways. Oh my God, this fucking goddamn flying car. Dude. It's the worst thing, the worst storyline in the universe. Also, this car has, like, a personality, like, yeah. and, like, Thoughts and feelings, apparently. Like, what kind of crazy, powerful magic is Mister Weasley imbuing this car with? That it is like has feelings, a personality. It's able to be turned wild by the forest. This is just a normal ass Muggle car.
0: By the force,
1: what is by he, the fucking Palpatine? No, by the forest. Oh, <laughs> what 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 is this happening here? It's
0: so dumb. It's the worst. I hate it. it, it hey, listen, man. I'm going to make this real simple for you. It's magic. Yeah,
1: exactly. So as they're looking at the car, several massive spiders show up and grab them and carry them off to like this hollow place. Uh, The spiders can talk, and they call for Aragog, the name of the chapter, a giant-ass blind spider that asks, what's up if it's Hagrid? And they're like... No, it's not Haggard, it's these two kids. And now we get this spider's backstory, because of of course we do. And I'm like, I, I love hearing Zach complain about the backstory of Luffy's straw hat while we're getting this goddamn Aragog's backstory. I Meanwhile, did not... Wait, did I complain about the straw hat? You did! And it's not even the straw hat's backstory, it's just Luffy's backstory oh, about no, how no, he no, got no, the straw no, no,
0: no. hat. Listen, listen, listen. I thought we were going to get a backstory on the hat and it was it was an all right flashback but it hey was listen we flashback. have another series to discuss this so like let's <laughs> oh yeah actually i don't even
1: have i don't even have i <laughs> the actual note i took was not about the hat uh, I have so now we get this spider's backstory just like the dog in one piece you you also raised a fuss about the dog getting a backstory <laughs> oh my God. which was amazing by the way that that dog's backstory is tragic oh uh, my God. anyway that is All for right. another series <laughs> so Hagrid raised this uh, spider Aragog from an egg uh, <laughs> he protected it and quote found it a wife even <laughs> yo. Dude. Hagrid the spider matchmaker, my fucking dude. What is yeah, going man. on with this?
0: Yeah, dude.
1: <laughs> How Arac- does
0: Hagrid find a spider, a talking spider, a wife? Dude, it's the popular dating uh website Arachnids Only, man. Yeah, apparently. Also, it's implied that like
1: this was the only spider and like all these spiders that are in this force now are actually Aragog's children. So I'm like, yo, where where did Hagrid even find this wife? It's it's a weird thing. I'm probably looking into this way too much, but anyway, that's You what might be
0: just a little bit, but just hey, a little I bit. mean, that's what we're here for, right? That's
1: what we're here for. We're here to dig deep, baby. So Aragog knows of the ancient creature that attacks the school, but he won't speak about it even to Hagrid. Apparently Hagrid has tried to get him to tell him about it before, but he wouldn't even tell Hagrid. And then he's just like... Uh, yeah, I'm just gonna let my kids eat, uh, you guys, even though you're Hagrid's friends. He's like, bye, Hagrid's friends. And then the fucking car shows up to save them and gets them the fuck out of the forest. And that's basically the end
0: of that chapter. (laughs) Yeah, man so dumb it's it's pretty fucking pivotal to have that car
1: yeah the car was so important there couldn't have been any other ways for this to go ron okay that's not the fully end of the chapter i do have a couple more notes here ron is uh pretty rightly angry at hagrid for nearly getting them killed and he's he says something about he's he raises monsters that he thinks aren't as bad as they actually are which, that's, that's a legitimate thing to be angry about. Hagrid basically told them, hey, follow the spiders, and it very nearly got them killed. Um, They seem to have reached another dead end with their little investigation, but then Harry remembers the Aragog said the dead girl was found in a bathroom and realized that it's Moaning Myrtle. Yeah. Um, yeah. One. So, apparently last time the chamber was opened, one girl died, yeah. and... I don't know if we went over that last time, but Aragog said he was found in the bathroom, and they're like, hey, Harry's like, hey, this is probably Moni Myrtle. And then that's the end of the chapter, chapter 15. Hell yeah. Yeah, the, you were, so you were wrong about the Forbidden Forest chapters in the first book. That was the best chapter, but this chapter was not my favorite.
0: Yeah, we, I don't know why, but whenever I picture the forest, I I picture the car like okay, like that's fair. like I, I just I don't know it, it, it may be the movies or definitely the games there was definitely like some car stuff in one of the Harry Potter games I feel like and I don't know I just I just don't associate it with things I love about the story did you like drive
1: the car in the games like through the forest running over spiders I feel I feel
0: rad? like there was like a chase like a chase thing Uh, it's
1: like crash bandicoot running from the boulder except you're just in a car and there's a giant spider
0: if anybody who's listening has has played the chamber of secrets like campaign game like the story game thing what was that uh, probably like a
1: ps2 game or something
0: fuck i think so well actually i know i played the man i know i played the triwizard tournament one on pc back in the day i don't know i it may have or maybe like a gamecube game sure game It was a pretty it. I mean, that dude, was era. a pretty bitchin quidditch game on gamecube uh quidditch is not my favorite thing about the yeah. harry potter story what but it, it it was i mean it was fun it's a sport game you know what i mean that's that's all it was mm. uh it was actually pretty enjoyable all right fair enough all right sorry
1: anyway yeah uh chapter 16 so They immediately forget about the chamber and are now just freaking out because McGonagall tells them that they're still taking exams. And Ron makes mention here of, like, how am I supposed to take exams with this wand? And my question here is, how the fuck has Ron gotten through an entire school year with this broken-ass wand? That's like if in school you're just like oh yeah all of my books all the pages have been burned but yet i've somehow made it through this entire school year without them
0: i i need to talk to whoever's in charge of the aid in the school it's like there's got to be some type of financial aid bullshit to like get poor ass ron weasley a fucking wand that's not snapped in half
1: exactly exactly or even like i feel like this is something that should be fixed didn't Somebody... Didn't Hermione actually fix Harry's glasses in the first book or something like that? Ye- and I understand wands are more powerful than glasses, yes. but surely a teacher would know how to do this or something.
0: So this this has very little to do with any of the story, but no, uh, so wand lore is actually a very, very advanced like branch of magic. Of course look Look, actually, here, look, let, let, me, let me put it on some layman's terms for us. It, it is... In this world, it's almost the equivalent of being able to craft filer and steel. Like you, like only certain okay, people fair. are able to to manage that type of magic.
1: Okay, that's fair. Okay, but still, get this, get this fucker a new wand. Seriously, <laughs> how can he even do school? They're at a goddamn wizard school, anyway. Fine. Right. Ginny at breakfast comes over to tell Harry and Ron something, but Harry says she's fidgeting. Oh, this was so bizarre. Harry says she's fidgeting like Dobby. And my first thought was, is this like a Polyjuice magic thing? Is this actually Dobby in, like, Ginny's body? It was very strangely worded. Turns out it's not, but Scott, that was my first buddy, thought.
0: I've got to tell you, man, I'm so happy that, that you thought that. One, Why? you're obviously being very observant, but, like, uh-huh. there, there's kind of a running joke in, in the Harry Potter community that, like, you like, you kind of fall into, to somebody who's an adept reader reading the story, mm-hmm. you fall into this trap of Polyjuice that you just start <laughs> thinking, like, fuck, is that person just this person in Polyjuice? Like,
1: it's, it's, it's like, pretty funny, dude every every single strange thing that happens is like fucking polyjuice.
0: It, I mean, hey man, it it's got its place in the Harry
1: Potter series. So. Yeah, sure, apparently. Um it was yeah, this whole this this whole thing was very strangely worded and I did not know what to make of it. Turns out now that I've finished the book, no, this was just Ginny. Uh <laughs> Percy comes over and Ginny runs off. Ron and Harry are like what the fuck? She was just about to tell us something about the chamber and he's like no that's about me forget it and he's like very mysterious and you know just kind of shakes it off and just tries to get them to ignore it
0: and at this point I'm like oh, Percy what the fuck is this dude up to dude it, i i was definitely i mean i was a child at the time but like rereading them when i got older i was like what is this motherfucker right dude right. and that's Man.
1: that's well you know what we'll save that we'll get to that at the end um <laughs> But at this point I'm like, what is the fuck is going on with Percy? This motherfucker. So Ron and <laughs> Harry Percy, dude. <laughs> What? I said, fuck Percy, man.
0: <laughs> I hate his <laughs> ass. Yeah.
1: Percy's Percy, you know. So Ron and Harry slip away from Lockhart at some point, like going in between they're like being escorted by all their teachers between classes to go to Myrtle's bathroom, but they get caught by McGonagall. Harry comes up with a story about wanting to go see Hermione and McGonagall like tears up and buys it immediately and just sends them on their way. I got to say, I'm going to interject this here. Your your girl McGonagall has not lived up to the hype you have made about her yet.
0: Uh that's fair. It it's Look, that's fair. I'll take that on the chin, but but at midway through the series you will come to love her.
1: And that's that's fine, that's fair. And I trust your judgment when it comes to, like, what good character writing and whatever is. She's so good. At this point, she basically, in the first book, she was, like, hand-waving their whole thing about the chamber. Or not the chamber, the sorcerer's stone. And now she's just, like, super, like, gullible and believes all this bullshit and really doesn't do anything Anyway, we'll we'll see. I, I'm, I'm reserving. She seems okay, but I'm a reserving judgment. On I Madonna.
0: mean, dude, look, she, she's definitely got some stake in Quidditch matches, and that's yeah. why she was just so okay with Harry <laughs> <It's> <laughs> breaking the rules. She, so I, she's a badass already because of that. She's, she's very okay
1: with them breaking <laughs> the rules most times. It for, seems
0: especially like. for Quidditch.
1: Yes, especially for Quidditch. Dumble is just okay with them doing whatever, whenever they want. Fuck she's yeah, just dude. like. I got money riding on Gryffindor. Uh, so, oh my God. They go see Hermione and she has a library book page in her hand that it just fully explains the monster is a basilisk and that it's been going through the pipes and why are all the adults at this school super fucking incompetent? Where are the professors? Where is the These two dopes are just like, oh, she obviously has this page in her hand. And, oh,
0: this explains the mystery behind everything. How does no one find this? Doesn't... Hold on. You You can correct me if I'm wrong. Or maybe I can find it in the book real quick. But I... I feel like one of them, like, reached for her hand and, like, was trying to hold her hand or something. And... I can't it. remember
1: if that's specifically the case. I, I just remember they, she's clutching it in her hand, and they have to like pry her hand open because she's petrified, and they find this thing. But this is a magical school for magical wizards, and you've got all these professors that are supposed to be like the best of the best in theory. They're good enough to be professors of wizard magic, they're and they're good, too yeah. stupid to like check this body for like evidence of what could be going on.
0: Look, man, that's neither here nor there, man. Like, it's, 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 <laughs> no, just, come it on. is here
1: and there.
0: Nah, 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 nah. Come this on.
1: is so far one of the things that I have been most angry about so far in this series. Is this, you know, what it reminds me of, actually, is South Park. How. All the adults in South Park are, like, extremely incompetent idiots, and the kids have to do everything. They have to get everything done. They're the only sensible ones. <laughs> that's fucking Harry Potter. <laughs> All the adults are fucking useless I at mean, this that's, school. I mean, that's
0: that's a little unfair, man. No, it's not unfair. And it continues to be fair. I just won't accept it.
1: It's no, not true. You're wrong. And we'll, we'll continue to see that throughout the end of this book. They still have to do everything. Um... Anyway. It's part of the we, adventure. We we'll might we might circle back around to that. So Harry has heard, this is the voice in the walls. He's heard the basilisk because he understands partial tongue. But wouldn't everyone else hear hissing, like hissing in the pipes? I don't know. I just had that thought. Um, Because they were like, no, we don't hear anything. So is partial tongue like, something in the mind as well? Or do they actually have to, like... No, because it seems like they actually have to hiss, because Harry hisses here up a bit of storm to get into the chamber. I don't know. That's a weird I have thought. never thought about that, actually. Yeah. There's hissing in the pipes. That would scare the shit out of me. I hate snakes. So if I heard, like, hissing really? in the walls, I would be like, peace out, Hogwarts. When is, the, when is the express leaving? I'm fucking out of here. I didn't know that you had a problem with snakes. Oh, dude, I hate snakes, yeah. I had a bad experience as a kid.
0: But we won't go into that. <laughs> oh, man. Alright. We'll do another podcast about this. Yeah,
1: we'll do a... was? It's not even that big of a story. Anyway. Um, so, no one has died. So, the Basilisk stare kills people. But no one has died yet because no one has very conveniently gotten a full blast of its vision. Only, like, through reflections and, like, Colin saw it through his camera and shit like that. So... They find all this out. They go to the staff room to tell McGonagall. And she's not there. Nobody's there yet. She makes an announcement for all the teachers to go meet in the staff room. So they, of course, decide to hide in the closet and listen. Because they can't actually trust these adults to do anything if they tell them all this information. So they know they have to do it themselves. So (laughs) McGonagall comes in. All the teachers come in. She tells all the students... No, sorry. She tells all the teachers that the monster has taken a student into the chamber, and a message from the air says that her body will lie in the chamber forever. And then we find out that it's actually Ginny that has been taken. Um, all the teachers are freaking out, and then my boy Lockhart comes in and says he <laughs> dozed off. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> So sorry, I was taking a nap, <laughs> which is pretty great. And then Snape, also pretty great, Snape steps up and is like, your moment has arrived, my guy. And all the teachers just start like, yeah, bro, weren't you talking about how you're so pissed that you didn't get a chance to take on the monster and you were sure the secret the chamber has been closed and you know where it is and this and that and Lockhart's like, Oh shit. So basically they're like, Yeah, Lockhart, we'll get out of your way and you go you go take care of that. And Lockhart like basically marches off to his doom. And it's very, very funny. I still love
0: Lockhart. Um, so, to circle back to your question. Which one? Uh, <clears throat> about the the basilisk making noise in the walls. Uh-huh. I, man, I got to hand it to you. Look, I, I'm i going to be pretty objective here. Uh, that's a damn good question. Yes, it is. I, I punched it in on Google, and I would just wanted to see, because like, I'm sure somebody's asked that at some point. Mm-hmm. And J.K. Rowling has a sometimes very helpful habit, but also sometimes a very frustrating habit of responding to questions like this on twitter so okay i was like hey maybe she has well she hasn't uh but harry potter fans have taken the time to try and answer this on reddit and they are all really terrible answers <laughs> they're fucking awful man <laughs> like i've got to read this this really quickly to you so the question says uh let's see here My question is, why can't anyone else hear the hissing? Harry interpreted the noise as a language because he speaks it, but it is not telepathy. His friends and other people in the castle uh, must have heard some some form of hissing. So (laughs) this fucking answer says, the hissing in the wall is drowned out by the bathroom pipes, which that may be able to be somewhat believable, but the basilisk learned the areas where only a parcel mouth would ever notice it. What? This creature has been roaming Hogwarts for centuries undetected, which also is not true because part of this whole lore is that the heir of Slytherin has to awake the beast. Call it out, yeah, basically. Yeah. <clears throat> uh, man, fuck, these are terrible.
1: Yeah, no. If, if, the, if the water from the pipes was truly drowning it out, how the fuck would Harry hear it? Does he have super magic hearing?
0: Yeah. yeah. Uh, another person, great question. Parseltongue, the language of snakes that Harry can speak is more than any language it's a magic language it cannot be learned or taught but you have to be magically endowed with the ability to hear and understand and speak it and the 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 question asker just goes yeah but when he spoke to the snake that malfoy created everybody heard him hiss You're right like right. it's it just sounds like hissing yeah yeah, no, man, all right. none of those That's, make any hey, sense. Hey, I'm going to give you some credit there. That's a damn good question. I don't know the answer, <laughs> but I do actually know the answer. It's magic.
1: It's magic, yeah. That's what we're going to circle around That's like to. three
0: times in one episode, man. I know, I'm, and, I'm and we're
1: barely, we're not even through the second chapter here. Fuck, all right, sorry, pal. <laughs> Plot holes all over the place, I tell you. So, so, yeah, so they're like, Lockhart, it's your time, my guy. Go fucking get this girl back and fix everything. And so he, like, super dejectedly walks off to his doom, and then as soon as he leaves, McDonald's like, okay, now that he's out of the way, <laughs> we need to send all these <laughs> kids home. <laughs> which is pretty great. All the other teachers seem to hate him, which I don't understand. He he's, he threw them that lovely cocaine party earlier in the book that, that was my favorite thing. So I don't understand how they can hate Lockhart. Um. So Ron thinks that Ginny was taken because she knew something. Because he mentions here that she's a pureblood. And that was my first thought when they were like, Ginny's been taken. I was like, isn't she pureblood and it's only taken mudbloods? What's going on with that? But Ron thinks it's here because she knows something that she tried to tell them when Percy interrupted them. And they decide that they're going to go tell Lockhart what they know. Because they think they know where the chamber's entrance is. And so they go to his office... And he he's just straight up packing up to leave. He's like, peace, I'm
0: out. Fucking coward, dude. I hate him.
1: (laughs) He's so he's like throwing all his shit in these like boxes and trunks, and here I have you seen this is a weird connection to make, but have you seen the Sword in the Stone, the Disney Sword in the Stone? Of
0: course, man. It's one of my favorite Disney one, movies. One
1: of the greatest Disney movies of all time. Probably the, in my opinion, greatest Disney movie. It, you, at the beginning, when Merlin packs up his hut and he basically <laughs> just uses that spell and it like sh- everything just gets in a line, shrinks down, and goes down into his tiny bag. Yeah, uh-huh. He, fucking Lockhart needs that, man. How come yeah. every wizard doesn't
0: have that? Uh, that's true, man. I don't know. S- super, super useful. And again, ha- Have you heard... Up until this point, have you heard any references of Merlin?
1: Yes, we talked about this in, like, one of the first episodes. Did we episodes. really? Yes. Yeah. And I, I was just about to say,
0: again, I'm just like, I just fucking wish this story was about Merlin instead. Yeah, that's true. Well, you know, there is there is a series about Merlin, and it's fucking awful, so.
1: Oh, God, that's disappointing to hear. You had me, like, really hopeful for a split second, and I was like, wait, a Harry Potter? Like a J.K. No, Rowling? No, 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 it's,
0: uh It's on fuck hold on is it why am i thinking it's benedict cumberbatch is it i have no idea what you're there's a about. fucking series a live action series called merlin and it's really bad sorry to anybody who's listening who actually likes that <laughs> fucking show it is terrible dude i know i'm not familiar with this merlin show hold on <laughs> fuck dude it's not Benedict Cumberbatch. I'm a fucking idiot. This guy I was just... going
1: to say, I was like, I don't think there's any way it's actually Benedict
0: Cumberbatch. Uh... Colin Morgan. Kind of kind could pass as a young Benedict Cumberbatch. I think that's What's, why.
1: What, what is this on? Like, what network?
0: It's um, like a BBC thing? <laughs> yes, actually,
1: BBC. Of course it's BBC. Yeah, yeah. I could guess. that. Man, it's fucking bad, that. dude interesting no i i need a good merlin series is basically what i'm trying to say <laughs> so so they're in lockhart's office harry and ron are like the school needs you bro you need to do this and he's like they're like what about all that amazing stuff you did you're the only one who can do this and Lockhart tells them, oh, yeah, I wasn't the one who did all that shit in my books. I just tracked down the people who did it, asked them how they did it, and then wiped their memories because I'm actually really good at memory charts. Dude. <laughs> and I just love him so much more even than I already did. The dude put in the work. He tracked these people down. And it, he says something to the effect of, like, yeah, nobody wants to hear the story of this ugly Albanian witch that, like, killed these werewolves. Like, I'm a much better poster boy than her, and it's so good, dude. I love it so much. He's he's awesome. You're such a fucking asshole. I hate and, you so much. <laughs> it, turns out, it turns out he's legit good at memory charms, at least. He's, you know, he's not completely useless uh and we'll get some more about my boy lockhart i just continue to i don't know how you can dislike him especially after what happens to him at the end i mean he he, he's
0: funny but he seems
1: like such a pleasant fellow then especially at the end
0: i look i i feel like i know people who act like him and i hate every single one of them
1: (laughs) is one of them me is this this no actually no i think you're
0: not a well i mean i do think you're a piece of shit but like you're not, like, an actual human piece of shit, you know?
1: <laughs> uh, you're way too hard on my boy Lockhart. Uh, anyway, so they disarm him. Uh, He was going about to wipe their memories.
0: He was going about to?
1: He was going about to. <laughs> Fuck yeah. They, but Harry, like, is apparently getting really good at all, is it Expelliarmus? Yeah. Is that the one? And uh, they march him to the bathroom at Wand Point, where <clears throat> Myrtle tells them how she died. Uh, they find the entrance to the chamber. There, Harry opens it by hissing at it. He speaks some snake, and then they're like, "And you go, Lockhart," <laughs> and they just shove him down
0: the tube. Speak some snake. I <laughs> like sp- that. He speaks some snake, dude. Some that sounds snake. like um, you know, how, like it sounds like a what's what's the term when like like what is it called like like the term like talking shit. Yeah. It's not called a euphemism. What is that called? Like a just a common saying, I guess. Uh idiom? An idiom, correct. Yes. That sounds like a like a dirty idiom like man, I'm Talking snake. You see that girl over there? Fuck, dude, I'm about to go over there and talk some snake to that girl.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you uh, your mind goes to the weirdest places. I man. mean, <laughs> it
0: just it just works,
1: I think. Uh, sure. If you say so. <laughs> Fuck yeah, uh, dude. So yeah, they shove Lockhart into this tube, but they just slide down this tube like it's a, a freaking slip and slide. They're in the tunnels under the school, and they find a giant snake skin, and Lockhart like freaks out. He, he like tackles Ron, grabs his wand, and he's like, so long to your memories, boys, or something like that. He doesn't say that, but that's <laughs> what he should have said. But Ron's wa- wand is, of course, broken, as we know, and it explodes- um caves in, it's like a big explosion, bomb goes off, I think is what Harry how Harry describes it. Uh part of the ceiling caves in, it basically separates Ron and Lockhart from Harry. Harry is separate from Ron and Lockhart. And Harry's like, Shit, I gotta keep going. Ginny's in here. If there's any hope of getting her out alive, I just gotta go. He gets to another door and a big like, this is this is legit like the chamber. He he speaks some more snake. and it lets him in. And that is the end of Chapter 16. Any thoughts about
0: what happened in this chapter, Zach? Um, No, nothing that hasn't already been said. Uh, So I I guess, talk to me, like, you reading this, Mm -hmm. was there a level of, like, oh, shit, like, excitement, like, I got to figure out what's going on, or, like, are you still, like, rolling your eyes left and right? To this point, I'm still pretty rolling my eyes and just like
1: it, it was really this chapter chapter 17 is where I think it it picks up big time and I mean a lot gets revealed here and we'll get into that obviously
0: uh well I mean I think to to our audience something that both Scott and I truly adore is is information dumps I mean we we just we love we love to soak up like the how and the who and the why, right. and just like everything right. that we can learn about something, whether it's a whether it's something we're truly interested in or not, we just like to know. Sure, so a good
1: yeah, a good exposition is is always good. Um, and yeah, there's there's definitely some good stuff here. So yeah, I think through this chapter, I was like, eh, this is kind of interesting. This is kind of okay, but it was really here where it really really picks up. So cool. So yeah, Harry's in the chamber, <clears throat> and he finds Ginny, um, on unconscious on the ground. Then someone behind him says she won't wake up, and but da da da, it's Tom Riddle. Like, his, it's still his memory, but he's, like, kind of taking more... I think Harry describes him as, like, there seems to be, like, a mist or a haze around him. But as they talk, he kind of is, like, gaining a more solid form. Um, <clears throat> And the diary, of course, is also there. Harry, at this point, is still clueless as to what's going on. He's like, hey, Tom, help me get her out of here. <laughs> and fucking like drops his wand to grab her. And Tom grabs his wand, and is like, what now, dipshit? You're an idiot. And he uh, says, the basilisk dude. won't come until it is called, which is kind of what you touched on earlier. The, yeah, the, the air of Slytherin has to, has to call it, which we see him do later also. Right. Um, and yeah, here's where, here's where we get the big information dump you're talking to, talking about. Riddle spills the beans. Um, and this was good. I honestly like I did not see a lot of this coming. I, I feel like I've talked about um up until this point in the last book, especially how everything was very the main plot was pretty predictable, like A to B to C was like very kind of straightforward. But I, I will give her credit. She she had some good misdirections in this book, um, with like the whole Percy thing. Uh, I didn't see the whole Jenny being, you know, the one that was like strangling all the chickens, the roosters or whatever, and, you know, writing the shit on the walls and kind of doing all this stuff for Riddle. Um, you know, everyone was so convinced that the heir of Slytherin was someone here currently at the school, but it's actually just, you know, it's Riddle just, and he's been kind of been controlling things behind the scene through, you know, his memory in this diary, this this magic that he has.
0: Right. Well, and I mean, this was and that goes back to the the quick comment that Dumbledore made when they were like, "Who you know, who opened it? And he said, well, the question isn't who, you know, it the question is how. Like, right. The, the, basically, he knows the answer is, is it was Voldemort. Right. you know to, to, to some extent but but how was he able to do that everybody thinks he's dead or whatever right like how did it happen
1: right and in the next chapter when they're when they're at the end talking to it about double door that's like the first thing he asks is like how yeah. did this happen basically yeah so that's good <clears throat> so yeah he he basically tells Harry Jenny has been writing the diary all year and that he has been growing stronger through that and controlling her basically like He's, like, leeching on her soul, I think, is kind of the way they described it, and, like, he's getting more powerful as she has, like, gotten weaker, and, you know, he's been able to control her to do more and more things, and that she basically, she trusted her friend in the diary, you know, he was like, I've always been able to, like, you know, uh, I think he says charm people into doing the things that I like, and he basically does that to Ginny and she like trusts him for a long time but and then by the time she realizes what's going on it's too late. She tried to dump the diary and that in the in the toilet and that's when Harry found it. And Riddle showed him how he framed Hagrid. He said it took him 5 years to figure out how to get into the chamber. I think that that's like he was a 5th year at Hogwarts when like all this happened is that what that is like implying, I think. Yes. Okay. Yes. Um so apparently he was like he knew he was the heir of Slytherin and was like trying to do this the entire time he was at Hogwarts.
0: I actually I think he was a sixth year, because okay. but I, I mean either way I I want to sure. say he's like seventeen years old in this memory. No, I,
1: I'm pretty sure they said sixteen. Oh, okay, then maybe you're right. I'm pr- I'm almost positive they say sixteen. So. Yeah, and he says the only one that believed Hagrid, because he's talking about how he framed Hagrid more or less, uh, the only one that framed Hagrid was the Transfiguration teacher, which was Dumbledore. Dumbledore was basically on to Riddle. He suspected him from the very start and kept a close eye on him. Uh, I did think it was a little interesting that Dumbledore taught Transfiguration. That's what McGonagall teaches now, right? Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Um, So, yeah, Dumbledore suspected Riddle, kept a close eye on him, and so he couldn't basically... He felt like he couldn't open the chamber again while he was at school. So he left his memory in the diary to finish Salazar Slytherin's work one day. And...
0: <clears throat> it's it, it's, uh, it's something I, I'd like to... If you haven't already acknowledged this, hopefully I'm not taking anything that you had already thought of, but think about... like Okay, so Fred and George are mm-hmm. let's see They're, they've got to be f- third no so fourth or fifth years at this mm-hmm. point so this version of tom riddle is maybe one or two years older than them
1: oh he's like about percy's age right
0: yeah so th- think about how incredibly powerful his magic was at that time to be able to do right whatever this is right, right? You, yes.
1: I think it was in the last episode you talked about, or no, it might have been long before that. I, I've been editing po- our podcasts, and so I've been listening to them. It a long time ago, but anyway, <laughs> Uh you talked about how Dumbledore is at a point where he can like invent new magics, more or less, right? And that's kind of what this reminded me of. Like, I was going to get into this later, but I guess we can touch on it now. D- when <clears throat> Harry brings the diary back and basically explains to Dumbledore, like, hey, this is how he did it. Dumbledore's like, this is brilliant. Like, holy shit. Like, Yeah. Leaving his memory behind, you know, having his basically kind of like a piece of his soul or whatever even like to do this work is like brilliant. So I assumed that was kind of along the same lines that this was like kind of Tom Riddle inventing the whole cloth, a new magic way of doing things it's
0: so. it is incredibly impressive when right. when you when you scale it back to what the people around his age are being able to do currently for sure comparatively it's it's right. it's insane
1: yeah for sure um we also find out here jenny was the one that stole the diary back of course when harry's room got ransacked and so now he j- he just wants to know about harry though he's he's no longer really interested in Uh, You know, quote unquote, finishing Salazar Slytherin's work, whatever that fucking is, I guess, getting rid of all the mudbloods. Um, But now all the things that Ginny has told him about Harry, he is just fully interested in Harry. This this was the part where I was taken back out of me being fully into this and I was like, oh, my God, that's so dumb so dumb. Why Why would you do that? That's so unnecessary. What? His full name, Tom Moldova or whatever the fuck it is, <laughs> Riddle is an anagram for I am Lord Voldemort. Yeah. I don't think I've ever rolled my eyes harder
0: Dude, I've harder you, than man. when I read that. When I was a kid, I was like oh my god, this is That blew is your little tiny mind. cool Oh, it's man. so
1: dumb. It's so unnecessary. He he literally talks about here about how his father was a muggle who abandoned his mother when he found when he found out she was a witch. And that's where he got his Slytherin blood. She was apparently like related to Salazar Slytherin. And now he's like the last uh person that has Slytherin blood. And he talks about how like he basically like hates his father and he's like, I'm not keeping my dumb muggle name from my useless father and I'm like, bitch, why are you making a fucking dumb anagram with it then, you fucking dipshit? If you hate this name so much, don't make your new name the same name with the letters rearranged. You fuck? Ah!
0: Scott, I love you so much.
1: I was so, uh, dude, I was so into this chapter at this point. I was fully on board and then I am Lord Voldemort happened and I was like, book you just unsold me
0: on oh my god listen dude i've got to tell you it is i did not think it would be this hard to bite my tongue and (laughs) and and just let you experience this it is so incredibly hard because i want so bad just to defend your, (sighs) your 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 fucking book's honor here yes okay so
1: there is more to this more that i don't know yet
0: uh possibly a little bit well that's not what just yes yes i think that's fine for me to say i mean you're gonna forget by the time that that comes up but yes there's more to that okay but oh my god fuck it's so good and i just want to tell you but i can't because it's fuck
1: fair enough i just like no, like but I said, hey, I was-
0: listen, I I do I do want to give you some validity though. Like I get it; it's not, it's not the most creative thing. And then I recently learned something about the whole anagram thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, he he has a different like in in different languages. Like that, mm-hmm. the book was published. They had to they had to make up different names, like in order for it to work out to say something <laughs> right, about sure. being Voldemort. So That's I'm just so like learning that. I was like. Okay, all right, I get it. That's <laughs> it's a, yeah. It's a, it's it's just playful. <laughs> Kids liked it. I lo- I know I fucking loved it. That's.
1: But- that's fair, and you saying that like blew your tiny little mind as a kid. I I totally get that. You know, I I get where you're coming from with that. I was just like, oh my, my god, that's mind. so unnecessary. Like, why does he have to do this little reveal with his wand of like, see this, this is my full name, Tom Moldova Riddle, and now watch as I it's, rearrange it. I am Lord Voldemort.
0: It's Marvolo,
1: by the way. Sorry, yeah, Moldova. I don't know what it was. It was M something anyway fuck man so you know he's riddle's talking a big game about how he's the most powerful wizard and all that shit and harry retorts that he's not the greatest riddle uh, wizard in the world he's not the greatest riddle in the world uh (laughs) he's not the greatest wizard in the world and that it's dumble and riddle's like you whatever fucker dumble's been driven out of his own school by my mere memory And Harry's like, he's not as gone as you might think. And suddenly, da-da-da-da, the fucking cavalry arrives. And the cavalry is the reborn Phoenix, my fucking dude, Fox.
0: Fuck yes, Fox,
1: the goddamn Phoenix, is the MVP of this whole fucking book. It's not even close. Uh, Fox busts in there, shows up lands on Harry's shoulder, and he's got the sorting hat randomly he's carrying <laughs> with him. Riddle thinks this is absolutely hilarious. Like, Riddle cracks up. He's like, this is what Dumble sends to help you, a fucking dumb bird and this shitty hat. Uh, Okay, I do have a question about this. I think they describe Fox as, like, the size of a swan. And then there are several times that he's like perched on either Harry's or Dumbledore's shoulders here at the end. Mm -hmm. Aren't swans like pretty fucking big?
0: Yeah, you know, actually, I, I guess I honestly forgot that that's the comparison in the uh, in the book. I so in I when I envision Fox, I'm sure it it comes from the movies. Uh huh. Uh, he he's like about the same size as like an eagle you know like okay. maybe a, a little bit larger sure um right that like that makes sense for being on the shoulder
1: but i'm i didn't go back to check and i could be totally wrong but i'm almost positive they compare him to like the size of a swan and i'm like swans are big aren't they and maybe well, i'm completely wrong i'm not a swan expert you know but
0: also too, uh when when the, when we first see fox he's at the end of his life so i mean i don't i don't like i don't know how young this fox version sure that we're maybe right he's now. like I young swan if we're looking thing. at technicalities i guess sure but, you know but yeah well anyway the, the way he's depicted in the in the films is is maybe a little bit larger than like an eagle
1: okay fair enough but that that is neither here nor there i just i just thought that was weird that he's like just crouching on their shoulders and shit um so, Riddle, Riddle's big thing is here, he wants to know how twice in his future, Riddle's future, and Harry's past, they have faced each other, and he's survived. Harry tells him, and I think Harry is, like, trying to formulate a plan here, so he's, like, trying to keep Riddle talking. So, Harry's just, like, straight up telling him things that Dumbledore has explained to him before. Harry's like, yeah, basically my mother died to save him, and riddles like ah yes that's a powerful counter charm i remember when we finished the first book our in our talks i was curious about this specific thing about being like what is this magic his mother did to like save him you know type of thing is this like just this unknowable parental bond or is this actually like a legit magical you know technique or spell or whatever you want to call it
0: right well so like the the way that it's later explained and then also explained even a little bit more so out of the books but still in in Harry Potter canon is there there's kind of like new like magic that you can perform right like you, there's mm-hmm. think of it as like inactive magic that you have to do something in order to make it active okay. and then there's there's old ancient magic that is that is always active and and certain certain things that happen Kind of like uh, not necessarily a specific charm that you are casting uh, or, or performing, but certain things will activate kind of ancient magics, and this kind of falls under that.
1: You're describing a passive ability, like in any RPG, any game where you get a passive ability instead of a
0: active. Uh, yes, but like they're they're always there, and and almost anybody can can fall into that. Um, it just it has to be the. Certain Situ- conditions the, have it, to be it, met. It's situational. So like right. the, the, the situation has to line up and, and and make them work, if that makes sense.
1: Yeah. It it does make sense because it's in every video game ever. It's called a Oh my ability.
0: god, fuck you.
1: <laughs> no, I'm not <laughs> saying it's a bad thing. It's like that's what it is. That's what I relate it to. Okay, anyway,
0: fine. Then there you go. Then that if that's how you make sense of it.
1: Riddle's like, yeah, that's that's legit. That's a powerful counter charm. He's like, okay, now that makes sense. He's he's basically satisfied by this. And then he starts talking about how Riddle and Harry are similar they're like strangely similar but then he also goes on to say yeah there's nothing special about you you ain't shit it's just that your mother saved you which I found funny because first he's like yeah we're very similar you and I Harry also you suck and it's like (laughs) I think you just said you suck yourself my guy Uh, that's good yeah and then he calls and this is where he calls out the basilisk he's like hey hiss 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 here comes the basilisk he, he talks snake, and, oh, there's a giant statue of Salazar Slytherin in here, apparently. I don't know if I mentioned that earlier. And this fucking snake comes out of its mouth, which is real gross. Like, a stone statue's mouth opens up. It's the, so, like, the,
0: the whole statue is a wall, and it's yeah. just his, it's just his head.
1: Oh, is it just his, no, no, no. There was a full statue, because he talks about his feet at one point.
0: Oh, does it Really? Yeah. Again, so again that that it might has to be the film just kind of impeding on my Yeah. It is. Book memory.
1: You know, I'm I'm obviously the bigger expert on the Harry Potter books here, but it's okay. So.
0: Oh my god. <laughs> you are you are the worst. I don't know why I ever fucking agreed to this, Scott.
1: <laughs> why did you? This is the one you're supposed to be enjoying, too. Yeah. Uh that's the sad part. So yeah, he calls out the Basilisk is like sick em, boy. Uh So, Harry knows obviously the basilisk can kill him just by looking at him. So, he's like, or looking into his eyes. So, Harry shuts his eyes, tries to run. And here's where Fox, the goddamn baller, just gouges out both of the basilisk's eyes so it can't stare kill him. It's just like (laughs) this thing that apparently is like the size of an eagle ish taking on this giant ass basilisk snake. And Fox just wrecks it. Just absolutely takes away its most powerful weapon immediately. Which is awesome. But Fox isn't done. We'll get to more later. Um, Riddle's like screaming at the snake. Just kill him. You can still smell him. Fucking bite his ass and kill him. Um, Harry grabs the sorting hat. I think it just happens to fly into his hands somehow. The sorting hat. And then he's just like, oh, there's a big-ass sword in here, it turns out. He pulls out a giant sword. And uh, he manages to stab the snake through the roof of its mouth, but he also gets bit in the arm at the same time. And he can feel the venom going through his arm. Snake is dead. Uh, <laughs> Riddle is a fucking idiot here. He, he was really like cool and impressive up until this goddamn point he realizes way too late that phoenix tears are healing harry and for being such a like brilliant powerful wizard i feel like he should know that phoenixes have healing powers but he's like just looks at fox crying on harry's arm and is like ah oh, look at him even the bird knows you're dead and he's just like talking shit to a dying harry And then, way too late, is like, "Oh wait, shit! Phoenix tears heal," and I'm like, "Come on, Riddle, you dipshit!
0: You should have known that." So I, I do, I, I. So I I have a comment on that. If you're all right with me hopping in here, yeah. Um, Riddle is is unbelievably both arrogant and ignorant. Okay, that's that's his that's his I mean it's his hubris. Arrogant, sure. Yeah, that's definitely obvious. So it, he he it, that seems like the exact type of information like the the phoenix tears that he would 150% disregard because it's not something that makes him more powerful.
1: Well, I would I would buy that, but he does say he does know it. He, like, after he realizes what's happening, he's like, oh, I forgot.
0: I Well, I guess I should say that he, that he would he would overlook it and, you know, or, yeah, I mean, just yeah not realize it. Just, sure. just be like, oh, yeah, I, this is not something that I fucking even am going to acknowledge. Oh, shit. Right. That's what's happening right and now.
1: And that's my point. He's a fucking idiot. Like, he I was mean, really you're, impressing you're, me up yeah, until this point, and then he's like, oh, shit, Phoenix Tears, damn. How could yeah, I forget? You're not
0: wrong. Fine. That's fair.
1: Uh, and then, yeah, so Fox not only heals Harry with his phoenix tears, uh, Riddle tries to, like, blast him with the wand, Fox, like, must have jukes that, juke moves that, and then he grabs the diary and drops it in Harry's lap, and Harry, oh, uh, one of the basilisk fangs broke off when it bit Harry, so Harry uses the basilisk fang to stab it in the book, and that destroys the fuck out of riddle riddle's gone um fox fuck. yes the fucking mvp fucking gouged out the snakes on our eyes healed harry i mean first of all he brought him like the hat and the sword too also yep and then he drops him the diary too after he's done healing harry
0: it's my fucking boy dude
1: he's fucking rad as shit i want a story all just about fox fox gets shit done He's dude. been in this book for all of, like, three paragraphs, and he's gotten more shit done than anyone else has in two whole books.
0: Man, uh, I, I can't argue, dude. I I love Fox. I told you that I, I used to use the name Fox on, like, MMOs and RPGs and shit. And oh, now fuck. I understand why. He's uh, so
1: badass. It was earned. It was earned. He, he fucking comes in so clutch. He's, he's awesome. So... Harry gathers up the hat, the wand, the sword, the diary, and Ginny. Um, he's he's got a real load here, and they leave the chamber. Ron, uh, they go back to the cave in. Ron has gotten a hole big enough for them to leave through, and Fox again comes up clutch one more time, carries them all back <laughs> up the pipe. Uh, because apparently he can levitate all of them at once. Like it's not even a one at the time, one at a time thing. They're like, oh yeah, just grab onto each other. And Fox, like, just lifts him right up there. Yeah. Um, Lockhart remembers absolutely nothing. His memory charm backfired, of course, because of Ron's wand. He doesn't even know who he is, but he's so damn cheerful about it. How dude, could you not like this guy?
0: I love post-memory yes. charm Gilderoy Lockhart. <laughs> That's it, what he's I'm so saying. funny, dude. He's and just
1: so cheerful.
0: I forget the. We talked about this already. I forget the name of the actor. Um, yeah. But he's a fucking badass. Him. Yeah. He's good. Uh, uh, he it's does.
1: Fuck. It's the guy in Dunkirk. The Yeah. Yeah. yeah
0: the, the captain in Dunkirk. Yeah. He, man, dude, he does such an excellent job of depicting an arrogant fucking asshole like fucking Lockhart. It's so uh, good. And then this part where he is obliviated. <laughs> right. Uh, is so funny, man. He he he's he's just he's just so cheerful and yeah, such an idiot. He is. I love it.
1: Now now that I have finished the book, I might have to go rewatch that movie. Oh, um, it's bad. Don't do it. <laughs> uh, I mean, just to see him, if nothing else. <laughs> okay,
0: that's fair. Do it.
1: Uh, I have a quote written down here exactly because I I I loved this so much. He just says, "Hello." Wait, do I have a Gilderoy? Oh yeah, I do have a Gilderoy Lockhart voice. I don't know why I had to just ask you that. <clears throat> um. Hello, odd sort of place this, isn't it? Do you live here? <laughs>
0: <laughs> yes, they live there. <laughs> the
1: dude is just like his poor, the poor dude. His mind is just jello, but he's just so happy and cheerful about everything.
0: It is real good, dude.
1: How can you not love him? He's so good. Uh, oh yeah, the very last thing in this chapter, they get back up the pipe, and Myrtle wants some bathroom hanky panky with Harry. And that's the end of this chapter. <laughs> I think they come up and Bert like, "Oh, you're not dead. What the fuck?" And then it's made very clear that uh she she wants to ghost bang Harry. Um
0: <laughs> To ghost bang Harry? <laughs>
1: ghost bang Harry. That's <laughs> that Ghost is bang Harry. Really good, dude. Is, yeah, that's uh that's that should have been the name of this chapter. Dude, anyway, ghost bang uh, that's the end of chapter 17, and chapter 18 is, yeah, we get some good wrap-up here. Um, they go to McGonagall's office and find Dumble and Mr. and Mrs. Weasley, already there. Harry tells them everything about what happened, basically everything that happened in the entire book. He He's trying to avoid the Ginny stuff, because he doesn't want to get her expelled. What, what a good dude. Um... Dumbledore, here's, here's what I, I mentioned earlier. Dumbledore just outright says he's interested in how Voldy enchanted Ginny, even though, according to his sources, he's hiding in the forests of Albania. Dumbledore just knows where Voldy is? Yo, Dumbledore, get on that shit. Go take care of it. Come on. What are you doing?
0: Anyway. um, That's a pretty fair observation, but uh, Dumbledore just knows fucking everything. Which, which makes me love him and also simultaneously makes me want to strangle him right but yeah no i it just it just makes sense you just have to accept the fact that dumbledore knows shit man
1: see that has been what you just said has been much more my reaction to Dumble so far i feel like you unequivocally just love him and worship the ground he walks on entirely while i am more like yeah this dude's cool but like Sometimes I just want to be like, "What the fuck, Dumbledore?"
0: <laughs> so here, and I, I, want to, I want to get a chance to say this because I don't know that I've ever thought about it like the way that I just acknowledged it in my head. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dumbledore is questionable from a personable standpoint, or f- excuse me, from a from a more like relationship based standpoint. It's like, mm-hmm. like, damn, dude, like you're really putting the the people around you in a rough spot because. You are just kind of letting them figure it out, but also sometimes any great leader has to do that, right? He's but, he's a
1: little merc- mercurial in his ways,
0: right? But also, at the end of the day, man, like that aside, because I understand that that is questionable, and I understand when people say that he's irresponsible, like with with the way with, with his knowledge and wisdom, right? He's a chess player, man, and I love a good chess player. Sure, I lo- like once this story unfolds, I love a good chess player so much, dude. It's the yeah. reason why I love Tywin, you know? Right. It,
1: he's he's one step ahead of, of where everybody else is thinking. He's on yes. a higher plane.
0: So strictly from, like, a kind of who this character is, I, I just, it it's so incredible to me. I love it. Sure.
1: No, I get that. And, yeah, here here's what I mentioned earlier, where Dumble is, like, very impressed with Riddle's diary, and he says specifically he was the most brilliant student in Hogwarts history, so... Dumble is like, oh, shit, yeah, his memory was in this diary. That was That's pretty good. That's pretty good. <laughs> I might have to use that sometime. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, this, I, I direct, funny. I copied this and uh, quoted this because I loved this quote here from my boy, Mr. Weasley. Uh, so I'll just read this. Ginny, said Mr. Weasley, flabbergasted. Haven't I taught you anything? What have I always told you? Never trust anything that can think for itself if you can't see where it keeps its brain. (laughs) (laughs) Such, like, weirdly specific. Uh, Because he's mad at her for basically trusting the the diary writing back to her. Uh, I just thought that was very funny. Like, just as long as you can see where it keeps its brain, it's totally trustworthy, apparently, according to Mr. Weasley. Um <clears throat> Dumbledore says no punishment, just bed rest and hot chocolate for Ginny. You know what? Maybe maybe he's all right. Dude, dude, Dumble is all right.
0: He he has a really good uh follow up on that. He says I I just I love how I feel like humble he is. Mm-hmm. uh with well i mean he's not the most humble because he does brag about being a fucking baller he does often, he's chill about it though i think that's more what it is he's he, chill he's just, about it. he's just very matter of fact which right. i love right and he says older and wiser wizards than she have been hoodwinked by lord Voldemort. right right and it's just For like sure. dude like it, this ain't no thing man like everybody right. gets fucked up by this guy she's right. good
1: right it's like yeah it's like listen she's a first year there have been, like, fucking adults that Voldy has screwed over and taken control of, I'm sure. So she's all good. She's all good. Uh, he wants a feast. He's like, yo, let's party. <laughs> and he tells McGonagall to alert the kitchens, which I thought was strange. I always assumed they, like, magicked up their food. Because in the first book, doesn't the food just, like, appear? Is he just teleporting the food from the kitchens onto their plates then? Is that is that what's going on? I couldn't say, man. Oh, my God. See, here, these are the things I need to know, Zach. This is
0: why I have you here, to answer these types of questions, and you're letting me down. I'm just, i really struggling with how much of the story do I give you, and how much do I let you fucking figure out on your own? Wait, that's a spoiler? Is whether the kitchens are actually making the food or not? No. Oh, my
1: God. Oh my god, just leave it then. Just look, leave it.
0: Dude, I just there look, I, I know I was very excited to like be on this end of it uh-huh. to not have to watch One Piece and get to experience Harry Potter through your lens. Sure. But it is it is almost more painful for me than I really even anticipated. This is tough, man. This I this is think- tough.
1: I think what this is proving is that you don't know Harry Potter as well as I know One Piece. Oh my god, no,
0: I just don't want to ruin any of
1: this for you. <laughs> okay, that's that's fair. I have had similar conundrums in our One Piece talks where you will say things and I do want to be like mm, if only you knew motherfucker.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's that's exactly how I am. I mean So the- I get that. The kitchen thing is maybe not a if only you knew motherfucker type thing, but it's like, right. it's still I something not. there that is a reveal that it's like, oh, okay,
1: okay, cool. Fine, listen, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, so no expulsion, expulsion for these rule breakers, just special awards and 200 points apiece. <laughs> uh, they are Classic. just constantly being rewarded for breaking the rules at this school, yes. Uh, Dumble is shocked that Gilderoy has been so quiet this whole time dude is just smiling in the corner he just heard this whole story he just heard some shit like this dude has no memory of like wizard magic existing anything and this dude just heard Harry's whole story about giant spiders in the forest like magical flying cars huge giant ass snakes all this shit, and the dude is literally just smiling in the corner. He is the best character in this entire series. He's so good, and you will never get me to stop loving him.
0: Dude, hold on. Listen to this,
1: man. Oh, I bet it's what I have quoted here next.
0: Oh, well, then go ahead. Go ahead. Go okay,
1: because I, I did. I, I copied and pasted a lot here because I love <laughs> so much of this so much. <laughs> uh, Dumbledore addressed him. Lockhart looked over his shoulder to see who he was talking to because <laughs> he doesn't know his own name. Uh, <laughs> professor Dumbledore, Ron said quickly, there was an accident down in the Chamber of Secrets. Professor Lockhart, am I a professor? said Lockhart in mild surprise. <laughs> Goodness, I expect I was hopeless, was I? He's <laughs> so, so good. good. But. Uh, yeah, so, Ron basically explains he tried to do a memory charm and the wand backfired. Was that the thing you wanted to- That's
0: exactly what I wanted okay. to say. Okay,
1: yeah, excellent. It's so good. Uh, Dumbledore's like, oh, that sucks. Uh, and then he says, quote, impaled upon your own sword, Gilderoy. Sword, said Lockhart dimly, haven't got a sword. That boy has, though. He'll lend you one. <laughs>
0: fuck dude yeah he he is pretty pretty unbelievable we need a uh, like a mini series of fucking of, of lockhart for yes sure.
1: that's yes that's one of my final thoughts uh is that i mean obviously uh, this whole thing will come up where uh he's like Dumble's like yeah so we're gonna need to get an advertisement out for a new defense <laughs> against the dark arts teacher uh I I don't imagine there's any reason for Lockhart to come back in this story. I could be wrong. Maybe there's some way to reverse memory charms and right. he'll be back. But God, I just if if that story exists of Lockhart just like traveling the world to try and get back his memory, oh <laughs> I would I would be all over that shit. Um <laughs> haven't got a sword he does he'll lend you one (laughs) it's so he's just such a cheerful son of a gun yeah um Dumble tells Harry that him showing him loyalty in the chamber is what called Fox to him um so this is Dumble and Harry talking alone now Ron takes Lockhart out at this point um Harry is worried about what Riddle said about the strange similarities between them Dumble here explains that the night that Voldy attacked, some of him and his power unintentionally went into Harry, which is why Harry is a partial mouth. It, he doesn't have any Slytherin blood. It has nothing to do with that, apparently. Um, that's just part of Voldy's power that went into him when he was attacked and he got the scar and everything. Right. Um, Dumbledore has a pretty good quote here because Harry's like. Oh, Dumbledore asks him, like, hey, why aren't you in Slytherin if you think you're so much like uh, like Voldemort? <clears throat> and Harry knows. He's like, it's because I asked the Sorting Hat not to put me into Slytherin, that I, I wanted anywhere but Slytherin, basically. And Dumbledore said, it's exactly, which makes you very different from Tom Riddle. It is our choices, Harry, that show what we truly are, Far more than our abilities, which I thought was a really good line. That's a good, good quote from from your boy Dumbledore. There, fuck yeah, it is, dude. There,
0: there's, there's a lot of them in this series, by the way. Dumbledore does have some fantastic lines. Yeah,
1: that was a good one. I, I like that talking about, you know, it's it's your choices that mold you, not necessarily your, you know, your circumstances or your, you know, innate abilities and stuff like that. Right,
0: so. right, exactly
1: um Dumbledore's Harry that only a true Gryffindor could have pulled old Godric's sword out of the hat. Um so that's like him reassuring him like no listen dude you're a Gryffindor that's that's Godric Gryffindor's sword and only a true Gryffindor could have pulled it out when you needed it. And oh uh, here I do I do have the quote here. We'll be needing a new defense against the dark arts teacher. Dear me, we do seem to run through them, don't we? <laughs> 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 Dumble just calling out what we're all thinking um and right here lucius and dobby bust in and Dumble absolutely owns him just owns his shit yes uh completely uh, yeah just fucking just smacks him around with his words uh i'll just go ahead and read this because i think he sums it up very well Well, you see, Lucius, said Dumbledore, smiling serenely, the other 11 governors contact me today. It was something like being caught in a hailstorm of owls, to tell the truth. They heard that Arthur Weasley's daughter had been killed and wanted me back here at once. They seemed to think that I was the best man for the job after all. Very strange tales, they told me, too. Several of them seemed to think that you had threatened to curse their families if they didn't agree to suspend me in the first place. Uh, just owns him. Um... And my first thought here was, what the fuck, if this dude is really this shady, how the fuck is he a governor? Well, then it turns out, like, a little bit later in this chapter, Lucius does get sacked as being a governor of Hogwarts. Yeah. Um, turns out it was also Lucius that slipped Riddle's diary into Ginny's school book back in the bookstore in Diagon Alley. That's a cool little reveal there. Um... They, him and Harry and Dumble verbally smack Lucius around a little bit more, and he storms out. Harry wants to give the diary back to Lucius, and Dumble agrees, so Harry runs out. This plan of his has absolutely no business working, where he just, like, shoves the diary <laughs> in one of his socks and hands it to Lucius?
0: No, he sho- he shoves his
1: sock in the diary in between no. pages. That's what I thought at first. But no, I reread it to be certain. That's not what happens. Because that, what you just said, would make make way more sense. He shoves the diary into the sock. And Lucius has to pull the diary out of the sock. And then he just throws the sock away to the side. And, spoiler alert, it happens to go to Dobby. Dobby catches the sock. Which is like the whole thing what with house the elves. Fuck. Yeah, yeah. I'm sorry to just crush your world yet again. This plan was so stupid; it has no business working, but well, it hey, does. They
0: changed it in the movie because I definitely remember it being the sock inside. Man, that's so weird, dude. I've read these like fucking eight times. Yeah. How do I not acknowledge that? Your your mind is too
1: set on what it wants to believe, Zach. You need that to free may, that your mind. may be true. Uh, yeah, they change it in the movie to answer your question, because the way you described it makes way more sense. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's just literally Harry holding up a gross-ass sock with a book stuffed in it, and Lucius just takes it. <laughs> <laughs> and then he throws the sock away disgusted it just happens to fall into Dobby. It's so stupid. It's so stupid. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so you can't give the house elf any clothes or whatever. They talked about that earlier. I don't think I ever brought that up or made a note of it because Dobby is insufferable. Uh, Lucius is furious at Harry, but Dobby blasts him back because apparently this fucking house elf is like a supremely powerful wizard. I don't know how house elves work, but... Lucius is like terrified of this fucking house elf. I thought Lucius was a powerful wizard, but it turns out he ain't shit.
0: Um, uh, he you no. Know, uh, Lucius is a pretty powerful wizard. Uh, well, I mean he he's he's an adept wizard. I don't know. Okay. I don't know if there's a way to like measure your magical ability, but he's <laughs> yeah, definitely let's... not like. Doesn't have the MIDI chlorian count.
1: Let's do Dark Wizard Power Rankings on the next episode. Or just all Wizard Power Rankings on the next episode. Okay. Kidding, I, we're never I doing can do that. that. No. No, yeah. We're well, never no, doing let's this. do
0: it, man. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> man, we can make this a real long podcast. So
1: top of the chart, number one, is apparently this fucking house elf, Dobby. Because he just like fucking owns. It. Oh, also, I don't even think Dobby has a wand. Because I think Lucius pulls his wand, and Dobby's just pointing at him with his finger.
0: There, there is some history there. There is a story there. You, you'll learn. No, oh that that that's fine. These are good questions. This is good. So
1: it goes: Dobby the house elf, Voldy and Dumble tied for second. Then is that what I'm understanding here? This is ridiculous? Ridiculous. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Anyway, uh, Lucius here also says that Harry's parents were meddlesome fools and he'll meet the same end as them. So obviously this dude is still in league with Voldy and everyone should know it by now. Um, Big feast happens here. Everyone is super happy except Malfoy because his dad got sacked as a governor. Gryffindor wins the fucking cup again because of the rule breakers and Hermione is upset that they're not taking exams. Oh, Hermione is awake. The Mandrake drought worked uh, and she's back. So that's cool. Even though she wasn't in like half this book. Um, Yeah, what the hell does Rowling have against Hermione in this book? She's like a cat person for a quarter of the book and then she's petrified for another half.
0: What the hell? I don't know man, I couldn't tell you.
1: This is like the Harry and
0: Ron show and I don't like it. Well, um, here's the thing is like Hermione's got to figure everything out for them and even though she's only in true. this book for a fucking quarter of it, she still is the one that figures this shit out.
1: It's true. She's petrified in the hospital and she still
0: knows way more than these dopes. Yep. And J.K. Rowling to- was definitely like, "All right, I can see where this is going. Like Emma Watson's going to have to fucking fix this shit for forever." So let's just let's just put her on pause for a little bit and let these fucking clowns figure this out.
1: Yeah, it's it's like she's she's too op to have around. It's like how <laughs> the weird analogy to make. You know how Goku always has to be like taken out of commission in some way for yep. like the first sixty episodes of a fight. Yeah, it's dude. like that. So then he can come in and save the day at the end. It's like that. Hermione's too op. They have to shuttle her off to the side. They have to put her in the healing tank for a while. So the other two dopes can have a chance. The bad guy before she comes in and saves. There, the
0: day. there's, I I don't I don't know if this was the all systems Goku guys, uh, uh-huh. or if it was somebody else. But there was a really really good description or plot of what Dragon Ball Z is. And it's like a bunch of really crazy fights where you have to wait on the main protagonist to get there, and then finish the fight. <laughs> that's yeah. it. That, that's it. That's the plot of Dragon that's Ball Z. That's the plot.
1: It's true. I think uh, yeah. I think on all systems Goku they mentioned something like. Like uh, they're always like, and once again, we're in a situation where we're waiting for Goku, <laughs> yeah, definitely. Yeah. <laughs> that happens a lot. Um, that is not exclusive to Dragon Ball, by the way. Uh, it does happen in One Piece quite a bit too, anyway. <laughs> uh, so oh, here's where we get the big Percy reveal, um, which I am so on board for. They asked Ginny. What did you see Percy doing that he didn't want you to tell anyone?
0: And she's like, oh, that. Well, Percy's got a girlfriend. <laughs> Dude, I definitely, definitely thought he was fucking choking the basilisk oh, yeah. over there.
1: Oh, yeah. Choking the basilisk? What is that a euphemism for? <laughs> uh, I mean, you know. Yeah, exactly. Percy and the Ravenclaw girl Penelope. Hell yeah. Get it, my boy Percy dude that's awesome that's why he was freaked out because she's the other one that got petrified yeah along with hermione dude um
0: i don't know fuck man i don't know that i've said this before fuck percy dude
1: you've said it a few times yeah
0: (laughs) i fucking hate him so much suddenly i like
1: him a lot more though because of this nah dude percy fucking blows dude he does, but he's just like a dumb teenager in love. Like they talk about, that's why he was shut up in his room all summer, sending letters. He was just fucking a dumb teenager in yeah, love. Yeah, but he's also a fucking prick. He is a prick. But here, I thought he was like plotting all this evil shit. Turns out, he just got a school crush.
0: Good all right, for man. Him. Just wait. Just wait, dude. Fuck Percy.
1: Um, Fred and George are very stoked about this. They they can't wait to give him shit, which is great. Um. I am a little disappointed here that Ginny said kissing instead of snogging, which is one of my favorite Britishisms. It sounds so gross. I love it. Uh,
0: Wait, have they said snog before?
1: I don't think they have, no.
0: Fuck, dude. But I, I know that's <laughs> just, a British thing. Just wait, dude. Oh,
1: do they? Okay, good. <laughs> yes. We're going to get into some snogging. Yes, Excellent. Yeah. I can't wait. Fucking
0: snogging everywhere, bro. <laughs> fuck.
1: And snogging everywhere. Uh, talks so, some snake
0: and just snogs them all up, dude. <laughs> talks
1: some snake and snog.
0: <laughs> hey man, you think that chick would be down for some snake and snog? <laughs>
1: is it too re- late to rename the podcast, Snake and Snog?
0: <laughs> Fuck, dude. That's gonna be our like blooper reel, is Snake and Snog.
1: Oh my god, Snake and Snog. Uh, oh my, oh my god. Uh <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm all on board for this Percy getting it on with this Ravenclaw girl. Good for him. Um, young love. It's so beautiful. Um they the last thing here, last note I have, it's right at the end of the book. Uh I think it's Hermione asks Harry, like, aren't your uh the Dursleys, your adopted parents, whatever, gonna be proud of everything you did this year? And Harry's like, "Proud? Are you crazy? All those two times I could have died and I didn't manage it. They'll be furious." (laughs) Which is pretty funny. It is real good, dude. And that's the end of the book. Uh, They're on the train. They're going home. Oh man, how you feeling, man? So this this is a part of my final thoughts here. I'm I'm extremely of two minds about this book. I feel it's the way, the things that were interesting to me, the way it was, like, structured, I guess, it's the exact opposite of the first one. The first book, I was interested in the start. I was in on, you know, Harry learning about, you know, the Wizarding World, his parents, his heritage, all this stuff. Kind of first exploring all the interesting school stuff. And in the last half of the book, I was like, this is, like, this whole Sorcerer Stone thing is kind of lame. Um, none of it went anywhere super meaningful, I thought. I mean, it was meaningful, but it just wasn't that interesting. Sure. This book was the exact opposite. The first half was <sighs> some of the worst chapters I have ever read of anything ever. It was awful. And I will go to the mat to defend that claim it was bad the flying car holy shit but the second the last like maybe third maybe quarter was way better than anything in the first book so hmm. that for me i would definitely put this one ahead of the first book really which i knew was going to surprise you wow okay i mean hey, um, I'll, I'll accept it for sure to me Riddle was way more interesting and intimidating. Yeah, totally. Than just Voldy living on the back of that dude's head. I like I didn't feel like intrigued. like the whole showdown at the end of the first book with uh Quirrell and then Voldy yeah. on the back of his head. I was just like whatever about. Like even though that's like actually him. And Riddle was just like his memory, kind of like his, you know, his shade, if you will, of his 16-year-old self. That was way more, the way it was written, the way it was pulled off was way more interesting in the Chamber of Secrets than than in the first book. That's, I just thought his, his man, showdown that, with Voldemort was so much better done in the
0: second that's, book. That, that's awesome for me to hear. Like, I I mean, I definitely have to agree with, with that statement for sure. Um, like, the idea if you're looking at it in black and white, the idea of like learning about young Voldemort, yes. Tom Riddle is, is fucking fascinating. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, so, so definitely. So I'm, I'm super glad that you kind of bought into like that part of the, you know, that aspect of the story. Um, I think so. And I, and I know that I've kind of like covered some of my tracks and, and reiterated the fact that like, there's some good things in the second book. Mm-hmm. Um, I I have a feeling, and obviously we're going to do this every time we finish one of these books together and kind of re-rank them in, in your eyes, right? Mm-hmm. Sure. But I, I definitely think that like my distaste for the second book is when I picture myself going through and having to read all these books again, mm-hmm. that's the book where I'm like, fuck, dude. It's like, it's that section of, 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 of a great game that you love that you're like, sure. I don't want to have to fucking right. go through that again. Right, you it's know. the water temple where you're like, oh Ugh. my god, it's the fucking water <laughs> temple, dude. I don't want
1: to, it's a slog. Like, and I can totally see that based on the first, you know, 13, 14 chapters of this book. Yes. I totally get that. Yes. Uh, the only redeeming quality of those first 13, 14 chapters was how hilarious I found Lockhart. <laughs> like, that was literally the only thing keeping me going at points was just like, I got to get my Lockhart fix. Right, I'm like addicted right. to Lockhart. God, dude. <laughs> but then yeah chapter like 15 16 17 18 got turned up and suddenly it was like real interesting shit was happening and i understand you know that's that's how anything has to be structured you know things have to build to a conclusion and your conclusion is almost always going to be more exciting and interesting in theory but you know the build should be meaningful and good and in this book it it just wasn't it it really wasn't at all
0: yeah, I I mean I I have to agree the 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 only reason that I that I can bear the book and and still include it in my just overarching love for the series mm-hmm, is mm-hmm. because it, it it is part of the series of course right um but because mostly because the ending just lends so well to the rest of the series um you know so I mean it's it, it's it, it's the it's like the ugly you know. <laughs> The fucking ugly friend, you know? No, I'm just kidding. The ugly <laughs> duckling? Yeah, definitely. That's what I said. <laughs>
1: yeah, it turns into a swan at the end, just like Fox. Um, Fuck yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fox was awesome. So awesome. Yeah. Uh, Like you said, I think learning about, you know, Voldemort is obviously, all we've known about him to this point is this super scary, powerful, evil wizard dude. But right. getting that chance to, like, see him as, like, a student at Hogwarts, like a 16-year-old kid, kind of what he was about, how powerful he already was, how, like, kind of smart and brilliant he was about certain things, like, that's really interesting. Getting that context, even though I feel like there there wasn't a lot, and I hope we get more, you know, him, the the diary being destroyed and Riddle, supposedly, that memory being gone... I hope that doesn't mean that's the end of everything we'll get about kind of, uh, you know, young Voldy.
0: So, so I have to ask, uh, who, if there was a, uh, winner of the house cup for this, uh, Oh, for, for this book, uh, would it be a Gilderoy Lockhart <laughs> B Dumbledore C Fox? Oh, <sighs>
1: Fox was the MVP of one chapter. Actually, this is what I destroyed that that chapter.
0: This is what I need you to do. I need you to award all three of them house points right now.
1: Okay. Dumble gets like the house points are so stupid. Dumble gets fifty. Fox gets a million. And Lockhart gets two million. Oh dang! Really? Yes, because like I said. Lockhart was the only thing keeping me going for the first like 14 chapters of this goddamn book. Fox absolutely. Fox came off the bench and dropped like 15 points in two minutes. Fox crushed it. But Lockhart was the starter that kept the team in the game. This is a very weird sports analogy I'm making. Gilroy Lockhart was the starting (laughs) center who played the entire game and kept his team in the game for Fox to come in at the end and win them the game. So, I I gotta give it to Lockhart.
0: Okay, now I need to add one more person to this mix for you. Okay. Uh, Actually, two more people to this mix. Okay. Alright, Percy. (laughs) Percy? (laughs) Fuck Percy, by the way. Um... (laughs) Wait, who did I want? Who did I? Hermione. Want? No. Uh, Fred and George. Who?
1: Fred and George.
0: No. Well, fuck. I mean, they're always they win they're everything. They are always the fucking champions. Fuck. It doesn't matter who it is.
1: Lockhart's number one. Fox is number two, and they're the only two that matter. What about the
0: car? The car,
1: <laughs> the Ford <laughs> the Anglia. Goddamn car. Okay, I take it back. The car is number one. Uh, anyway. Um, oh, this. so in my wrap up here, the small taste of politics we got here, and I kind of touched on this earlier, was very interesting with like the whole, you know, uh, we finally got to meet Corny Fudge and the governors and all that stuff, but it wasn't enough. I want to see more. You talked about earlier how Game of Thrones and their like politics, what, you know, separates it from your average fantasy shit is like the politics and all that stuff. I, I want to see more of that. I hope we get to see more because that was interesting, the very little brief bit that we got.
0: Um, I, I do, I, okay, so on that, I do have to say, uh, it's definitely a less is more type thing in this story. Uh, it's not incredibly like front and center, but, but there, there are definitely are things happening. Sure. Um, and that's fine. You
1: know, I don't expect the whole story to be about that.
0: Sure. Right. No, I mean, but, but it is, it is there and it is talked about and it's prevalent, Um, and it does actually add to the story and, and, and help move things in certain directions. Um, you know, it's, it's, I, I, this is an, I I feel like an obvious comparison, but it is, I mean, nothing in in regards to the, the, like how extensive the political game is in like, you know, Game of Thrones or something like that. But, uh, but, but it's, it's there and, and, and it, it definitely helps, evolve and and mature a children's story to a young adult series to, you know. Sure. A series that I think anybody can get behind at at the end of the day.
1: Definitely. Definitely. Um last couple things here. <sighs> Harry doesn't really ask Dumble about him being there to help. Um, obviously we know I had problems with the way Dumble kind of just was like let the little kids handle it at the end of the last book. And this one, he sends him a little help, obviously. with uh, He sends him a lot of help with Fox. But, <laughs> again, I feel like he could be there. And maybe there's a reason he can't face, you know, Voldy directly. I'm I'm still waiting for that shoe to drop. And he has to kind of do this by proxy through Harry. But Harry doesn't even really ask him about it at all this time. I feel like he did last time. But, I mean, Dumble's there at the school. You could use the excuse of like, oh, but he was suspended and he couldn't be there and he was being kept out. But nah, he's just there. So, you know, whatever there. um, <laughs> All the professors and the adults are still fucking useless. I. This is one of my ongoing biggest problems so far with this story. I want to believe, and I want to see that these, like, professors... And these wizards are, like, super badass, powerful, like, cool, you know, sorcerers. But they're all fucking useless, dude.
0: That's that's fair. Um, it, It's fair because I, I have to have enough... In regards to the books, I have to have enough humility, I guess, in a mm-hmm. sense, to be like, all right, hey, look, I, I get it. Um for because I know the way the rest of the story goes I think I think the way that I'd like to say this is there will be a time where you feel like the stakes are higher for everybody not sure. just for Harry Ron Hermione and then what little bit Dumbledore is you know kind of orchestrating mm-hmm. but the, when the stakes get higher fuck dude they they show up man and and it's it's fucking cool
1: I I hope so and, and I don't doubt you. I, I'm sure they do, you know, have their time, their their moment to shine. I understand these books are about, written for kids, about the kids. But it's like, every once, just throw me a bone every once in a while. Show me show me McGonagall do some cool shit. Show me, I mean, the, the biggest thing we got was Snape kicking Lockhart's ass
0: in the duel. Yeah, and Lockhart's fucking completely incompetent, so that doesn't prove anything at all. <laughs> right? I mean, look, dude, in 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 a, a th- think about this. I, it, it may not be to the same scale, but when you when you look at like, I don't know, um, you know, like take Lord of the Rings for example. Uh-huh. Like, you know, you don't really see Gandalf do a whole lot to like define his power level. Until later, when you realize, "Oh shit, man! Like this dude is no fucking joke." I disagree. Look, he stand. He go. He stands against the Balrog, but you don't know what happens until later. Well, like, even you, before that, he's like
1: fucking up orcs just with his sword. He's like fighting along with them like the entire way.
0: He's I not get, going full wizard right, magic that's, yet, that's but fair. he's it, fighting. That's that. That's okay. I guess uh, may, maybe that's a bad comparison, but I I just you know i i think it's a little bit of like leaving it to mystery leaving it to like just kind of an unsaid like hey they they obviously have to be but but i get what you're saying like like you want to show not tell you know right and 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 i get it and i and i can i can understand and and even get behind that cuz i would love to see more of the teachers doing badass things
1: right like i said just just throw me a bone every once in a while show me a little bit i i want to believe that they're very cool powerful wizard people But so far, they just seem extremely incompetent about everything. And that, like, even going back to the first book, their traps to keep the Sorcerer's Stone safe were all useless, except for Dumbles, really. I mean, those those morons got through all that shit no problem. And it's just like, come on. Come on, guys. You can do better than this. You can do better. Anyway. All right, that's that's fine, I guess. That's... One of the things, and again, maybe this is nitpicking, maybe this is me asking for too much, but that's one of the things I, I, has really bugged me so far is just like, McGonagall, do something cool. Come on, Snape, do some shit. But I, I'm hoping it'll come. Uh, yeah, that was, that was my last big note here. Um, what did, what did you want to get to?
0: Well, I, I think I just wanted to, to prime you for what's to come, right? Yeah. I sure. mean, uh, ask a band, right? Prisoner of Azkaban. Have you started it yet?
1: No, I have not.
0: You have not. Okay, um, man, I. This is, I think, my second favorite book. Okay. Of the series, I thought you said
1: it was your favorite, or is that somebody no. else? No, 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 no.
0: It is. It is kind of an arguable. Like, it, it is a fan favorite by like sure. for sure. Sure. Uh, typically, the top two books for many like diehard Harry Potter fan are this one and or and um. Uh, Half Blood Prince okay um man so here's the thing i i, I want to say this in kind of much much like in the same way that you kind of prime me for watching blade runner which i still haven't done oh my god that's really sorry awesome. about that by the way um it's the worst but you know i not not to coach you but just i do want to i do want to get a chance to say this okay uh we we take we take a little bit of a breather I hope this is okay with you because you're coming off of a high about learning about Voldemort. We uh-huh. take a breather from the Voldemort story a little bit, in order, in order to introduce uh, other players. Okay, that's fine. And it's so good. It it is it. Oh, it's so good, man. I love it so much. So, uh, I'm totally fine
1: with that. I, I'm okay. always for you know I've told you before, world building in stories is one of my top good. favorite things that I look for. Good world building, which is why I love One Piece so much. Um... And I feel like we've gotten taste of that through these first two books, but not to the scope that I am hungry for. Right. So, any chance to step back, introduce more characters, you know, expand the world, expand the cast a little bit, I'm I'm all about. So hell yeah.
0: So, if if there was like a meter of like when there's a a true shift in this series where one where the storytelling just gets better, but two, Mm -hmm. it really shifts from being like. A quote-unquote like children series to maturing and advancing.
1: Shit getting real.
0: Um, I feel like the hard shift is like book four, but this is this is absolutely pulling in that direction. Tilt, tilting that way. Oh my you. god, yeah, yeah, it's 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 like night and day, man. It's it's so much better.
1: You know, it's I find it very interesting. This is this is episode seven of our Harry Potter podcast, and on the other side. Uh, one Piece that you're going through. We're finishing. We finished episode seven, where you have finished the Barade arc, and I told you you're coming into one of the best, one of the big fan favorite arcs, and it's just lining up really well. That it is I feel lining like up, both man. Both of us are getting into something the other one of us is very excited to get yes. for them to get into, and some yes. big exciting stuff. So that's just interesting that it's lined
0: up that way. Yeah, absolutely, um, man. Well, shit, sure. man. We, we, God, man, I, I, uh, we have been talking for a hot minute.
1: We have. I, I was going to probably mention at the start and I kind of forgot. I was like, I have a fuck ton of notes. There is yeah. a lot to discuss here and I want to go deep. So I, I was going to apologize ahead of time for this one going long and I totally forgot. So I mean, I'll you can do it now. It's all right. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry, everybody.
0: <laughs> but also, thank you for hanging out with us for so long. For sure. Um, man, th- these are some fun chapters to talk about. So hell yeah, man. Um, Shit, dude, this is a long episode. <laughs> yeah,
1: you know what? It is what it is.
0: It's all good, man. It is, yeah, it is what it is. Um
1: the people are here for it, I'm sure. Yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. So listen, guys, to to wrap it up, just to reiterate from, from earlier, uh, thank thanks again for hanging out with us for obviously for fucking an hour and forty minutes. Uh, but also please, you know, if, if you guys are enjoying this, if you guys are enjoying listening to Scott and I fucking do this thing, uh, <laughs> you know, and want to hang out with us some more. You know, follow us on the Twitter. Uh, Stay up to date with what we've got going on. You can find us on Twitter handle uh, at uh, We Don't Want a Pod. Yes. Um, not to be confused with We Don't Want a Podcast. Like we we do want to podcast, but you know, but the title of our podcast is We Don't Want to. So I think they get it, bud. I don't know, man. I just had to had to clarify there. So um anyway yeah definitely check us out there um if you haven't subscribed already please you know please hit the s- subscribe button uh tell some friends who might be interested in this and uh and again uh comments and uh, and feedback you know leaving a review uh fucking really hooks it up so hook us up uh we we, we greatly appreciate it and uh and we'll see you next time